This is it. The putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budget, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increased their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Head to NetSuite.com slash C-Suite for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. NetSuite.com slash C-Suite. Small Biz America. The Brain. Our guest on this segment co-founded Cone Gardner LLP in 2002. The firm focuses on transactional representation for clients in the entertainment, media, and technology verticals. Jeff B. Cohen joins us. His first book, The Deal Makers: Ten Commandments, Ten Essential Tools for Business Forged in the Trenches of Hollywood. This was published by the American Bar Association's imprint, Anchorwick, in 2015. He's an active writer. He's authored many articles on business and legal matters for CNBC, The Huffington Post, Backstage. Lawyerist and many others joining us on the line from Beverly Hills to share more about his new book is Jeff B. Cohn. Jeff, welcome to the program. Hey, David, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So, here's the question that I bet you get asked often you were a childhood actor, so what in the world of being a childhood actor in film and television informed your desire to move into entertainment and media law? Lack of other viable alternatives, I think. Uh, it was lack of, <laughs> lack of any other choices. When all your choices have been shaved away, you have to be a lawyer. It's mm. kind of a rule. It's, you know, uh, it's the thing. No, I, well, I was a kid actor, and, uh, you know, then I hit puberty, and I looked totally different. So as a career ender, I couldn't get work anymore. Oh, I see. All right. And, and you know, I mean, look, you know, being an actor is the greatest job in the world. Everyone's nice to you. They feed you. Uh, you get to play make-believe. You get to travel. It's great. So, uh, you know, acting was definitely my first love, but I couldn't, you know, I looked different. I, I couldn't get hired. As a kid, I had to kind of figure out, you know, something else. I had to kind of look around and find a way that I could make a contribution. Excellent. And so it wasn't actually your observation about the entertainment world so much. It was just really a career veer for you. No way, man. Nobody yeah. gives up acting, by the way. No one gives it up. It's the best job ever. Yeah, no, yeah. It's the most fun. I know, I get it. When it comes to the art of the deal, Jeff, who are your mentors? Who do you look to? Who do you admire in terms of the mechanics of the deal? And then we'll get into your book and your voice around all of this. But I'm curious. Um, well, let's see. I have a lot of like kind of uh, figures of inspiration. Genghis Khan said, only a fool fights a battle he knows he cannot win. So I think that's a good piece of advice for kind of analyzing the you know, analyzing the opponent and analyzing the transaction before you rush in. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Napoleon Bonaparte said, uh, you know, never stop your enemy when they're making a mistake. <laughs> so, so that's helpful advice. Uh, Margaret Thatcher <laughs> right. said, being powerful is like being a lady. If you have to say you are, then you're not. So kind of how to project power. So kind of throughout the book, Dealmaker's Ten Commandments, I use, you know, all of these kind of examples from all over the place. Entertainment examples, 
uh, you know, military examples, historic examples, because I think that there's knowledge that can be drawn from everywhere, because deals are really about human nature. And even though what we're negotiating about, and maybe some of the specific terms of the deal change, the macro human nature elements and motivations and fears and greed and, you know, everything else that kind of goes into the mix is, is still the same over the past thousand years or so. Mm, the study of human nature in the context of law, and you deal in entertainment, you deal in the media space, also technology. So uh, sure. it's fairly broad in terms of your, the scope of your practice. I have standards, but they're low and flexible. So as long as, uh, you know, as long as I can get paid, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. So as the name suggests, uh, you have Dealmaker's Ten Commandments. I chose a few for this short segment highlighting the book and you. And some of them, you mentioned power a moment ago. And for so many of us, I mean, this is really misunderstood. When you talk about it's better to be feared than loved, contextualize that for us, if you will. I chose a couple of these, and I'd, I'd like you to talk about them, if you would. Sure, sure. Uh, Dealmaker's Commandment 1 is one that I stole directly from the great uh, political philosopher Niccolo Machiavelli, who wrote a book in the early 1500s called The Prince. Mm -hmm. And in that book, he discusses the idea, is it better to be feared than loved if you're a ruler, if you're a leader, which I think we can apply to being an entrepreneur. And he comes to the conclusion that it is better to be feared than loved because people fear you because they have to, and they love you because they want to. And if you're going to build something strong, you have to have control. And being able to have a mechanism of fear uh, is a way to gain that control. Now, that's very much kind of against what we're taught right. growing up. You right. know, we're, we're taught to, you know, please your teacher, please your boss, please your family, please everybody. But there's a quote that I love and I use in the book. It, it's by Herbert Baird Swope, which is, I don't know the secret for success, but I know the secret for failure, trying to make everyone else happy. And Dealmaker's Commandment 1 is this idea of, okay, when you're building something, you know, you need control, and fear is a fundamental and necessary mechanism to obtain that control. Number two, the power leads and reason follows. It sounds like what it might suggest, but please. Sure. So Dealmaker's Commandment 2, power leads, reason follows. Basically, in a transaction, in a business relationship, in a business venture, there'll be a more powerful party and a less powerful party usually. And depending on the relative powers of the parties, the more powerful party will be able to use that power, take the deal, bend it to get what they want, and then after power has had its say, there's reason follows behind. Power is kind of the the freight train, you know, barreling down the tracks, and reason, what's reasonable, is the little caboose that follows behind. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, the powerful side gets what they want by utilizing their power, and then they create what I call is a narrative of power, which is basically rationalization. It's the powerful side saying, hey, I know we got everything we wanted. You didn't really get what you wanted, but it actually is fair, and it's good for everybody, and here's why. And there are various reasons that that narrative of power is created, which I discuss in the book. But it, the big idea is that if you're utilizing power, you're the one who's going to determine how the deal looks, and then what's reasonable, what's fair, that, that lags behind. It's such a, an exercise in applied uh, psychology. At number four, I'm going to jump around a bit. Things are precisely as they seem. That's kind of, it's funny, it seems very simple, but it's actually maybe one of the most challenging of the Ten Commandments to really internalize. Dealmaker's Commandment 4, things are precisely as they seem. When we are analyzing a situation, or analyzing a transaction, or analyzing a relationship, you have to be able to shave away 
all of these very human, you know, uh, very lovely and very naive emotions. You have to shave away anger. You have to shave away desire. You have to shave away envy. You have to shave away fear. And, you know, you cannot look at the facts and, you know, twist them into what you want. You have to see things for exactly as they are to make the right decision, uh-huh. you know? You know when, when you walk in and you find your best friend in bed with your wife and he says, this isn't what it looks like, it's <laughs> precisely what it looks like. Right. It's actually exactly what it looks like. And as, as capitalists, we have to be able to analyze the facts, brush away all of our, you know, kind of very human emotions right. to accurately assess the battlefield. The human emotions, which of course create this weird kaleidoscopic or myopic or whatever filter that can change the uh, approach to the situation. That's a beautiful Absolutely. one, and you're right. It's not easy to internalize because we come to the table or we come into our lives situations with baggage that uh, it creates these filters. This is fascinating. Now, pig wrestling, uh, tell us a little bit about how you think about the commandment, folks, is no pig wrestling. So w- sure, what does this mean? Sure. That's Dealmaker's Commandment 5, no pig wrestling. No pig wrestling. The idea being, um, never wrestle a pig because you get dirty and the pig enjoys it. Um, <laughs> and it, It's about the importance of opponent selection. And when it's the right opponent, you know, are you fighting the right battle? The idea is combat is an honor. A CEO does not negotiate against an intern. A major league baseball team doesn't play against a little league squad. The heavyweight champion doesn't fight an unranked opponent, and there's a reason for that. Combat is honor. When you engage in combat with an opponent, you are granting them honor. So Dealmaker's Commandment 5, No Pig Wrestling, is about, okay, what is the right opponent? What is the right battle? And if it's the wrong opponent, and, and if it's the wrong battle, but for whatever reasons you still have to fight it, we have various tools that I discuss in the book to kind of shape the opponent and shape the battle to make it more palatable and ultimately hopefully have a, a favorable outcome. We're visiting with Jeff B. Cohn, his book, The Dealmaker's Ten Commandments, available, recently released. Jeff, are there any others that ring that for this short segment as we begin to wind out that you'd like to highlight or elements in the book outside of the commandments that you'd like folks to know about? Sure. I mean, for me, The Dealmaker's Ten Commandments are the tools that I've developed to negotiate great deals, manage my time, and handle crisis at the highest level without losing my soul. The, the big idea of the book is that success is life on your own terms. And the book helps you ascertain what those terms are by making the, the reader ask themselves various questions for self-mastery throughout the book, and then gives the reader the tools to get those terms, to successfully obtain those terms. So that's the big idea of of what the Dealmaker's Ten Commandments is all about. Wildly valuable for all entrepreneurs, our audience, of course, CEOs and entrepreneurs, startup entrepreneurs, and experienced small business people. Jeff B. Cohn, thanks for joining us on the Small Biz Brain. Thank you so much for having me. Small Biz America. The Brain. Online at smallbizamerica.com. Small Biz. Small Biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.